0: Well, since it's the first Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, thank you all for uh, coming, all of our guests. Let's give our guests another great big hand for being here. Such a blessing. I'm not going to bore your patient and be with you long today. I just want you to turn with me to Matthew, the third chapter. We teach in series, so we're in a new series this month of June. We're in a new series, so if you will go to Matthew, it's not hard to find. Matthew is not hard to find. It's right before Mark, the third chapter. It's the first book in the New Testament Hallelujah After Malachi Then you got Matthew Matthew 3 And verse 11 That's where we're going to come from today And I want to uh, talk from this uh, Thought Holy Ghost Fire All right. Say that with me Holy Ghost Fire Holy Ghost fire. So when I, someone asked a question, what is the meaning of Pentecost Sunday? It is, and I gave it to you. I wanted you to see it. It commemorates the descent of the Holy Spirit on the apostles and other disciples following the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the ascension of Jesus Christ. Acts of the Apostle chapter 2, and it marks the beginning of the Christian church mission to the world. And so that's the reason why the emphasis are on Pentecost Sunday. So the question is asked, why is Pentecost important? I'm glad you asked. Uh, the festival of Pentecost is still important to Christians today because it represents the beginning of the Christian church. It reminds us of how Jesus promised that God would send the Holy Spirit and it was fulfilled. And so what was or what gifts was received at Pentecost? Glad you asked because the disciples were filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost and were blessed with the gift of tongues as they they preached the gospel Peter proclaimed that Jesus is both Lord and Christ, Acts 2 and 36, and invited people to repent, to be baptized, and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, I say Holy Ghost today because uh, when I came up, that's what they used. But, you know, uh, later on as I began to, you know, matriculate in Christianity, uh, they then be became, they, they referenced it to more or less the Holy Spirit. Well, if I say Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, I'm talking about the same thing. Amen. Because ghost and spirit has the same meaning. Amen. And so if we wanted to summarize about the Holy Ghost, because, you know, there is a lot of teachings and differences of teachings, uh, doctrine uh, concerning uh, Holy Ghost, Uh, the uh, pneumatology, if you will. Uh, There's a lot of different teachings about it. In some, you know, they teach from a point of There are human limitations because some cannot receive the depthness of what the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost is about because they know that it takes more than your finite mind to grasp the Holy Spirit. It takes a born again person to receive what God tells you to have that you cannot see. If you are into total, your your seeing, you will not make it. If you're in your feelings only, you will not make it. If you're into what you think, you will not make it. You receive everything you have from God by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I don't praise God because I see him. I do praise God because I will see him, but I don't praise him because I see him because they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so we must have the baptism in the Holy Ghost and fire to be as victorious as we need to be in the le- these last days for everything we do is through the power of the spirit. It's not by our might, it's not by our power, but it's by his spirit, saith the Lord. No matter how much power you think you have, you're not more powerful than God the Holy Spirit. Okay, how much might, how much strength you have, you do not compete nor compare to God the Holy Ghost. And so, Matthew 3rd chapter, verse 11, let me get on in there. I told you to turn there. Says, listen here. He says, John said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I. He done already told you. Whose shoes I am not worthy, I'm not even worthy to steep down and tie his shoes or his sandals in dirty water. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now the Holy Ghost seemed like it was enough, but then where did the fire come from? Well, we're going to deal with it a little bit, you understand? So whose fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat unto the garner off the top and keep all the purity that's real. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to be tried by fire to see whether or not you're pure and right like you say you are. Because everybody that's dressed in white don't mean they're pure and right. Everybody that walked down the aisle in a pure white dress and a white suit on don't mean they're pure and right. They've been doing some impure things. Oh, it's getting a little more quieter now. The white look good on you, but God knows your heart. God knows the deep things. He knows everything that we do that other folk don't know. When you was in the corner, in the back, in the dark, God was sitting right there looking. Y'all know, wait, my old saint said, tell me what he said. He said his eyes is in every place. Beholding the evil and the good. I got some old saints in here with me. Y'all going to help my preacher, right? So, Reverend, what you're trying to tell me? Well, if you're cheating, God saw it. If you got a wife and two girlfriends, God knows it you doing some hanky panky behind your white back. God, see that too. Somebody said, not the hanky panky. Yes. <laughs> Mother say, even that. So, John the Baptist, let me quit there. So I'm meddling now, so I'm going to go on to preach. So, John the Baptist came preaching that the baptizer in the Holy Ghost was coming. That's what we just read, right? Not only would he baptize with the Holy Ghost, but with fire. So why should we, as the disciples of Christ, seek after and be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire? I'm glad you asked that question. Here it is. We need the Holy Ghost for boldness to speak what God wants us to say and to do what God wants us to do. In this chaotic world, in this bold world, in this world that will tell you where to get on and to get off at, and you don't tell me what to do or how to do, this is my business. If I want to do it, I'll do it. If I don't want to do it, I won't do it. I do what I want to do. In this dispensation, in this age, when people are big enough to tell you what they're going to do and what they're not going to do, don't you know the devil is real bold? The devil will tell you that I'm going to do it and what you're going to do about it and I don't care if you don't like it, it's tough. And if we're dealing with an enemy that's bold like that, we got to be bold as children of God. The Bible says we got to be bold as lions. Don't give me this foolishness, all this here timid stuff. You know, you tipping like you were walking through the tulips of tipping like you got to go to the bathroom or something like that. And the devil is around here bold. My God, the devil is a liar. You need to be bold enough to tell them, hey, I serve Jesus. You need to be bold enough when they talk and say, hey, do you know the Lord? And when they tell you, I know the Lord, then you ask them the second question, do the Lord know you? Living in an age where children of now, they don't got so bold and grown now that they tell the parents what to do. Got so bold and grown now. They say, "Well, you know, they feel like if they see mom and daddy uh, into it, that they can say what mom and daddy say." Son, look at and mama say, "Well, my daddy say you not any good." You right about that. Cause see, in my day, you would never ever open your mouth. I don't care what it is. You don't interrupt your parents to ask the question. You wait until everything's over, then you say, uh, uh, can I ask you something? But children, now they're grown up tell have their parents. And then they, you know, and, and the poor little grandparents, they didn't already raise their children. Now you, you sit all them, sit all them bobos and babies and, and all them little, you know, uh, a little Africans and everybody else over to the grand drop, up, drop them, drop off to the grandparents, and they done already had their days And Lord have mercy, they, they just, it, it's just enough for them to just make it through the day because the, you know, the the, the grandbabies them about gave them a heart attack because they over there all day long. <laughs> and then, then, then you try to get on to, you know, your own grandchildren, and then the parents say, "Don't you talk to him like that." Now you done brought this little bad fella over here for me to keep him. And you got the colossal nerve to tell me, don't I talk to him like that? My, my, my. He's sitting here eating my food, drinking the water, keeping turning the lights on and off. Flip, 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 flip. And they're going to tell me that, what? Don't talk to him like that. I tell you what, you and your son. Until y'all know how to respect me, don't you come back over here. See, y'all used to like this preacher when he was singing, but you don't like him now. Don't you know this thing has got out of control? I'm not raising any disrespectful children, grandchildren, or great-grandchildren in my house. Because last time I checked, respect begets respect. You don't give out no respect, you're not going to get any back. Hallelujah. And then we're not raising any lazy children around here. You living in this house, sucking up all the air, eating up all the food, and my God, every time you turn around, you open the refrigerator. We just fed you an hour ago. I'm hungry. Y'all going to see during this summer break, y'all going to see, you're going to be glad to get them to that summer camp because they're going to be eating you out of house and a home. Every time they open the refrigerator, close that refrigerator. Mama, we out of popsicles. Mama, we out of this. Mama, we out, what? 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 I just bought a six-pack of, uh, you know, uh, what the thing, Hawaiian punch, you done drunk all of them? You better not tell them to drink no water. Water don't do good with my system. I function better off a of fruit punch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, some of you all you're not you don't you don't like this kind of teaching, okay? Okay, in the, in Acts chapter four, Peter and John was entered the temple to pray when they passed by the crippled beggar. Y'all remember that? It was the power of the Holy Ghost within them that had transformed these. Disciples from fearing to having the boldness to speak to the beggar these words. It says, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Now, the only way you can have that kind of boldness, it has to come from the Holy Ghost. It was the power of the Holy Ghost that moved upon the disciples and it was the power of the Holy Ghost that moved upon the beggar to to heal him and give him strength to begin walking and the Bible said leaping and praising God. It's the power of the Holy Ghost, the action of the Holy Ghost. God gave the command, Jesus gave the word and the Holy Ghost carried it out. It was the same power of the Holy Ghost that gave them the ability to answer the Jews who questioned how this miracle had taken place. These disciples, they answered by calling them murderers and witnesses to murder and ignorant because they had crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. And only the power of the Holy Ghost can make you that bold and give you words, that kind of power to strike out at the heart of sinful men. And so the disciples went into their time of prayer. And this verse described what happened in Acts 4 and 31. Look at it. It says, and when they had prayed, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God. How? With boldness. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we need. The enemy has been downplaying the Holy Spirit. He's been telling us we don't need that anymore. That went out with the apostles. That went out with their disciples, the original disciples, knowing that we are disciples right now. We are disciplined followers that are following Christ right now. Did you not know that Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost? Did you not know John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Ghost? Did you not know that John the Baptist's dad, uh, Zachariah, he he, was the priest. The Bible said that he didn't believe when God told him that he was going to have a son. And he said that his mother, my, my, my wife is of age. I don't believe it. And at that time, God made him dumb at that moment. He couldn't speak. Until the baby came and they tried to name him Zacharias Jr. She said, no, his name is John. They looked to the priest and said, Zachariah, what, what is his name? He said, he wrote it down, John. And when he wrote his name down, John, then his mouth opened. And the Bible says immediately he was filled with the Holy Ghost. you got people around here telling you that you don't need the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you into all truth. If you don't have something leading you into truth, what do you have? You have something leading you into what's wrong. If you're not being led into truth, you're being led into a lie. And a lie don't always look ugly initially. Sometimes a lie feel good. A, for initially, so you can enjoy sin for a season sin feel good to the flesh for a while but keep feeding it sin it's going to turn your life around for the worse are oh, you following me sin going to mess us up so much so until we go to the doc- doctor naturally They're going to tell you you haven't been taking care of your body. Hallelujah. You cannot continue to feed your body junk and expect you to come out with good numbers. If you want good numbers, you got to change your plan of eating. There's a word that we don't like. It's called the word moderation. Because everything we see in our society tells us to overdo it. You don't want the medium size. You don't want the small size. You want the super size. You don't want the small size. You don't want the medium size. You want the mega. You know you fool, but I guess I'll take one more bite. Ah, you tell stuff, you say stuff to yourself, you preach to yourself, and you try to convince yourself. I know I shouldn't be eating this, but one more ain't gonna hurt. If you put things in you, it's gotta go somewhere. If you put stuff in you, it's got to do something to your body. So if you want your body to cooperate and act right, you just cannot give it all junk. And not just naturally, but mentally and spiritually as well. Some of our minds are messed up by what we allow through the windows of our souls. We see garbage all the time and wonder why we act the way we act. Because you're going to mimic 70% of what you see. If you see your parents cussing and swearing all the time, guess what you're going to do? You get where you get that from, boy? Where you get that from, girl? And you looking at him. <laughs> Cut out all that cussing, boy. Daddy, you cuss? Why well, got quiet in here? We must be got some cussing saints in here. <laughs>
1: y'all y'all done got delivered from cussing.
0: So we as Christians must have the Holy Ghost if we want to have power and boldness to witness, to preach, and to minister to the lost. I'm convinced the reason why a lot of churches are diminishing and not increasing is because we are minus the Holy Ghost because people are not going out and preaching and teaching with boldness and power. We're getting ready to have discipleship training started. Uh, Yes, this Wednesday coming, we're going to feed you at 6 o'clock, but we're going to start talking about, you know, uh, discipleship training, how to make disciples, the heart of a disciple, what a winner looks like. You look like a winner. You need to make winners. You need to reproduce after your own kind. If that's who you are, that's what you need to be making. Whatever you are, that's what you make. If you're not a Christian, you ain't going to make no Christian. You make what you are. Secondly, we need the Holy Ghost uh, baptism to be filled with the Spirit of God and to have a closer walk with Him. Look like the, the church is becoming more like the world than the world becoming like the church. And I know that's unpopular. I know people are looking for a user-friendly church. I know they want to feel good and to do good and, you know, uh, sing me and make me feel good so when I leave out of here, I feel good again and feel good in my sins and feel good in what I do. No, you're not supposed to feel good and wrong. No. The same Bible that'll tell you that it's going to bless you, that same Bible will tell you that it's going to spank you. What do you mean spanking? He said, I chastised them whom I love. God will chasten you. That's what David said. He has chastened me so. You know, David, the Bible say David was a man after God's own heart, but God was always chastening David. He was spanking David left and right when he do something. He'll call David on the carpet. You read about David. David will do something great, then he'll be on the carpet again. He'll do something else, then he'll be right there before God. God was always spanking in him. And that's just the way you... If God is not chasing in you, something is wrong. Why do you chase in your children? You love them. Sometimes you give them tough love. You don't want to do it. And you tell children, I don't want to do this. And then they say, Well you don't have to. Hallelujah. We can go to the ball game and pass the joint, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Me and the bishop we are just to having, having a good time. But well, it's not one of those. I don't just I, I just go out and just I we been a pastor, men, bishop, we could we just talk about anything, you know. We can talk about the fine girls and all that kind of stuff. Ooh, look at that right there. This is not the one. You know what I find out about people? They may not like how you talk and where you, you know, how you give them the answer. But when they want the real thing, they respect you enough. They say, I know where real is. <laughs> I know where it is. This person ain't gonna just tell me. So I can just feel good about myself. They're going to tell me the truth. If you got friends that cannot tell you the truth, they're really not your friend. You, you feel so good about yourself, patting yourself on the back, saying, oh, I got all these friends that they just love me, and they just all just follow me, and they just tell me how good I am, and yada, yada, No, they're not your friend. Now, they might be trying to suck you dry like a neck bone because you pay for everything. <laughs> You pay, you pay for everything, so that's why they round around you. Money draws a lot of friends. Huh? And so, we must allow Jesus to breathe the Holy Ghost upon us to give us the breath of of spiritual life in him. John 20 and 21 says, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. Y'all with me? And he said unto them, what? Receive ye, what? The Holy Ghost. So I want the Holy Ghost within me giving me the breath of eternal life. And I want all that God has to offer for me to be an overcomer. I don't want to have to fall when, I, when, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm tempted or when I have a temptation or when I'm going through a test or when I'm going through a trial. I want to be able to fa- pass some of my tests. Ain't no sense you being a blood-washed, born-again believer, spirit-filled, and you, you, you fail every test. You should have you learned from the last test you failed. I should be growing and getting advanced by now. You know, you can't go advanced to the fourth grade until you pass the third grade. And if I'm still failing in the third grade, and everybody else done went to the sixth grade, and I'm in the third grade for three years, That means I'm not advancing and I have learned a thing. Well, that's how it is in the spirit. Some of you spiritually, you're still in the third grade. My God, and you're 12 years old. Some of you 15 years old and still in the third grade. In the spirit, that is. Because you have learned nothing from what God has been trying to teach you all the time. It's not until you start obeying God that you will advance and go to the next grade. Great. And I'm not going to let all my friends are the one that I want to impress this one. I want to impress that one. I want to impress this one. So I'm not going to do anything that please God. I'm not going to go to church. I'm not going to read my Bible. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to get into service. I'm not going to praise God. I'm not going to do anything that I'm not going to fast. I'm not going to do any of that stuff that pleases God. I'm going to please my friend so they can stay friends with me. No, no, no. You are not that important for me to stay in the place that you are. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to learn who to cut and who to keep connected to. There are some folk that are not going the same way you're going. And you know, I love you, but I got to cut you. I got to disconnect from you because you're going to drag me down. And I need to be with people that are going forward. Are you following me? So I want the Holy Ghost to breathe in me so that these old dead bones of flesh can have life and live in them through the power of God and I want the, uh, the the breath of God that gives me eternal life to, and will raise me in the resurrection. I want the Holy Ghost power with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Now, some people say, well, see, that's where I, I, I drop off, Bishop. That's where I fall off because, see, that's mystery to me. I, I can't get with them tongues and all that kind of stuff. Well, let me ask you something, kind sir and kind ma'am. How do you know that there is jesus you've never seen him how do you believe that jesus can heal your body you ain't he ain't never laid his physical hands on you how do you believe that this man ever walked uh this walk walk, walk this uh walk this life uh, well we do that by faith right Everything we do by, well, why you can't believe him by faith that he will fill you with his Holy Spirit? And that's what he said. I'm going, I got to leave, but I'm going to leave the comforter here with you, uh, one like me, and he is going to lead you and guide you in all truth. And you got to receive the Holy Spirit by faith. You don't receive it with your intellect. You don't receive it with your, what you know that, hey, I know how to do this. I know. I know how to do something. You don't receive it with any of that. You receive it by faith through the Spirit of God. God's Spirit connect with your spirit and you receive the Holy Spirit in your life. Yeah. You can't pay for it. You can't do enough good things for Him. All you can do is receive Him. so I want God's power and I want God's fire. So what does the fire of God that comes with the Holy Ghost do for us? I'm glad you asked. The fire of the Holy Ghost melts the heart of stone and it turns it into the heart after God. Like the heat of a volcano on a molten lava, our hearts begin to flow with the guiding hand of God to follow the paths that he has made for us. The fire of the Holy Ghost brings the light, the dross, the filthiness uh, of our soul and calls us to repent of the sins in our lives. And little by little, uh, the fire of the Holy Ghost burns away those things that besets us. Thank you, Lord. Those little foxes that spoils the vine in a constant refining process that brings us closer to a holy and a sanctified Christ-centered light. And so the fire of the Holy Ghost will light your fire after God's own heart and kindle a love for Jesus Christ that you never knew could be possible. And just as the fire of passion in a marriage, a relationship should never grow common or be taken for granted. The fire of the Holy Ghost will keep your love and passion for Jesus fresh and new and growing. And so the fire of the Holy Ghost marks the very presence of God in our life. And Deuteronomy 4 and 24 says, for the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. And all the consuming fire of the Holy Ghost will consume your life and immerse you in a service for the Lord of heaven. And God is a jealous God, not like man's jealousy, not like a man or men are jealous, but his great greatness, desire is to see each of us. Enter into our reward in the kingdom of God, and he will not tolerate anything in our lives that will keep us from the ultimate goal. Can you say amen? And so the fire of the Holy Spirit will get you moving. Oh, I like that part there. See, you can't be full of the Holy Ghost and be a warmer and more than that you can't stand barefooted on hot coals and not jump around and try to get away from them and the prophet Jeremiah said it this way in chapter 20 uh, verse 9 he says then I said I will not make mention of him nor speak anymore in this name but his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones and I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay so I believe that anyone who is full of the Holy Ghost and fire will have to be on the move ministering to someone doing something to further the kingdom of God and to let people know of the gospel of the salvation through Jesus Christ you can't help but do so because it is in you and was in you is in you will come out of you yes 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 whatever's in the inside of you will come on the outside of you and I long for the day when we see more of the manifestation. Of the Holy Spirit within the church and within our individual lives. I believe that the scripture is still true when Jesus says, as He is his final words before beginning being received into heaven after his resurrection. This is what he said. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name I shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover so why don't we have those things uh, happening as much as they used to in the old days well I believe it's because we don't put ourselves in a place where these kinds of things can happen and we don't put ourselves in those places because we don't have the passion for the work of the Lord and for the lost souls that should and we don't have the passion for souls because we aren't really full of the Holy Ghost. It's when when, when we get full of the Holy Ghost uh, That we will have the passion That God wants us to have And we talk about it We preach about it We think about it But we really don't have it uh, If we did We would see more signs uh, We would see more wonders And, and miracles Because Jesus said uh, That these signs will follow them Who believe uh, I'm just wondering, do you have signs following your name? Do you have signs following your life? We may speak in tongues once in a while, even shout every once in a while, but there isn't much fire anymore because we have become too accustomed to the presence of God, and we take him for granted. We take him for granted that God is just good. That's one thing about America, Uh, the United States of America, uh, God has been so good to us. Uh, We haven't had anything major happen really in our country, Uh, but I'm here to tell you that God has been good uh, and God is good. Good uh, and God will be good. Uh, but don't you take God for granted uh, that he gonna always be good like He is now uh, because if you don't if you find yourself not obeying God, uh, even though David was a man after God's own heart, uh, you'll find yourself in a place where God has to whip you like He did David. Uh, can you say amen? Uh, it's time for we to, for us to wake up up uh, and see our conditions. Uh, Jesus we need to be refilled. Uh, We need to be full of the overflowing uh, and the immersion of the Holy Ghost and fire. Uh, And we must be like Elijah in 1 Kings uh, and call down fire from heaven uh, to uh, consume us as a living sacrifice uh, and cleanse our hearts and allow the Lord uh, the Lord Jesus Christ to fill us again. uh, And then we must be hungry for the bread of
1: life
0: and thirsty for the word of God is there anybody here thirsty for the word of God to be filled to fill the void uh, within each one of us uh, and ask my God and you shall receive uh, the Bible say if you seek you shall find uh, and if you ask uh, and if you knock uh, the door shall be open uh, can you say amen uh, I don't think we have to be asking uh, and seeking and knocking my God uh, I think we haven't done that enough uh, we've been been asking but not enough, we've been seeking but not enough, can you say amen? And then we must surrender our will to Jesus and allow the Holy Ghost to come in total commitment and believe with His will, can you say amen? Church, we need the baptism of the Holy Ghost more than ever before. We need God to fill us up. The days are getting more evil uh, And we if we don't have uh, The power of the Holy Ghost uh, And fire uh, within us uh, We won't be able uh, To stand
1: in these last
0: days uh, So let us prepare our hearts uh, And pray with the refreshing rain uh, Of the Spirit from heaven uh, See the face of God uh, Ask him for the Holy Ghost uh, and fire to be made manifest uh, within us. Can you say amen? Uh, We need the refreshing, uh, the refreshing rain of the Spirit. uh, Acts 3 and 19 says, uh, repent ye therefore uh, and be converted uh, that your sin may be blotted out. uh, When the time of refreshing uh, shall come from the presence of the Lord. telling you in the last days. We need the refreshing of the Lord. Uh, We need God to come in with a mighty wind. Uh, We need God to come in with a refreshing. Uh, Can you say amen Uh, with how our world has been tainted? Uh, We need
1: a refreshing. Uh, We need a renewing. Uh, We need a reviving. Uh, We need an outpouring Uh, of God's anointing Uh, in our life. Uh, Can you say amen. I can't speak for nobody else. You may not can speak for anybody else, but I just lift my hands and tell the Lord pour it out on me one more time. I need a pour it out. I need a good washing. I need a refreshing. Can you say amen? We need Uh, Well the fire uh, will burn up lust. Uh, We need the fire uh, to burn up hatred. Uh, We got too many people hate. Uh, Hate somebody because of their color. Uh, Hate somebody because of their background. Uh, Hate somebody because of their texture of their hair. Uh, I'm telling you we need the fire Uh, to burn up hatred. Uh, We need bitterness. We need fire to burn up unforgiveness. It don't make no sense. The whole unforgiveness in your heart. When you got the Holy Ghost and fire, it'll burn up unforgiveness. It'll cause you to forgive the unforgivable and cause you to love the unlovable. We need the Holy Ghost and fire to burn up witchcraft. Can you say Amen? Disobedience. uh, Got too many disobedient children uh, walking around here. uh, They need the Holy Ghost uh, and with fire. uh, Somebody shout fire. uh, Why we need the fire uh, to burn up strife, uh, to burn up contentions, uh, to burn up criticism, uh, to burn up fault finding. uh, You've been fault finding, trying to find something. Say amen. We need a fire. the fire to burn up rejection, to burn up insecurity, to burn up jealousy, to burn up envy, to burn up depression, to burn up suicide, to burn up alcoholism, to burn up drugs, to burn up worry. You've been worrying too much. At the same time, I, I need God to burn up anxiety. Uh, to burn up deceit uh, and burn up stealing uh, and burn up greed uh, and burn up cursing uh, and burn up gossip uh, and burn up backbiting. Uh, Burn up lesbianism. I, I need fire I, to burn up adultery I, and burn up fornication. Y'all don't wanna hear me. I, y'all don't wanna talk back to me. I, somebody, shall we? I need to pray more? Do I need to praise more? do uh, but follow after uh, what god wants me to do shout glory yeah yeah he wants uh, to take residence in you he wants uh, to live on the inside of you let jesus live uh, and let the
0: about the Holy Ghost and fire. What you heard today is not pop.